0: Hey, it's J. Mark Accento here, broadcasting to you from the end of the world, here to say thank you so much for all of your support and a couple of quick announcements before we start the episode. First off, happy November. We have our winter line coming out. It should be in stores now. So definitely go ahead and get your orders in, especially if you're looking to order some Christmas gifts. We have pants, we have sweaters, and if by the time this episode comes out, I figured out teespring, we should have a bag or two. Definitely check them out. They'll look great, take pictures for us, and we really appreciate all of you. Also, moving into the next year, we are planning a holiday special. That is correct. The first weekend of January, we are doing a Kupi Day show. We're looking at January 3rd at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That is January 3rd, which is a Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Zoom Come and hang out with us. It's sure to be a very festive time. I have made some very special holiday-themed requests of Mitch, our DM, and it should be a blast and a half and full of a lot of laughs. I did not mean for that to rhyme. Anyway, thank you, and we'll see you after the episode.
1: Previously on Tabletop for the End of the World. If information proves to be helpful, informants will be moved to secure location and plugged back in true reality. Those vines are as tough as steel. Nothing we have can cut them uh, the- the claw is
2: sticking out of the lower right. We find the stomach with the claw and it push it out, climb out through the hole, and then
3: we heal the hole. That sounds great! See? Torrin's got plans. I like it, Torrin. Dragon Turtle begins to calm down a little bit. Oh, finally, the pain is gone. The last time I tried to fight with an actual dragon, directly underneath that floating castle is a very... F- fearsome dragon her name is alexandra fire in mist doesn't that mean the dragon's vert's mom i'm lady victorious i'm head of the new adventurers guild here in the 10th plane of hell Locke is a friend of mine i was actually out here looking for him we haven't seen him in a few weeks
4: he's dead
3: uh Locke pops up he's his eyes pop open hi everybody good to be back I guess the devils thought I was corruptible.
4: We
5: are...
3: DIMM DUNGEON 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 BOYS!
5: Boys. This is... That's right. The Unplugged Children.
3: And how do we know you're not going to just- If we were
5: gonna kill you or poison you, or whatever you're thinking, we would've. Now shut up and go grab something to eat. I've got a garden here with plenty of edible food.
0: Until we come up with something, looks like we're trapped.
1: consumers I'm your Pokovnik, wrong back once more for giving you updates to state of city today I'm needing to tell you about vital points in city that are off-limits to any non-Poltreblatt personnel to any encroachers listening we are reminding you to stay out of the forge not only is it dangerous because of heavy machinery but also because we will shoot you immediately if you're caught trespassing you will also be shot if you are trespassing in former location of Robins Tower, the Farmers Market, or anywhere in city that is not your designated residential area. Of course, encroaches do not have designated residential area because you are not recognized citizens of city, so that should be very clear to you.
0: Oh no.
3: What?
0: What's happening? I. I have this really, really terrible feeling. in my gut. You can't mean. You can smell it now, can't you?
5: Food's on. Come and get it.
0: Angel cooked Cook dinner. dinner.
6: Hey. I shot down a fresh bird the other day. I'll make us some stew so we don't all die.
1: King? You did. You did that for us? Shh,
6: shh, shh, shh. Hey, we have a no-killing policy, and you dying via food poisoning still counts as murder. Probably. I'm doing this to stick by our principles.
5: Hey, come on. It's still piping hot. Get it before it cools. Come on, you gotta get us out of this.
6: She's my sister, and I'm not going to- Listen, if we go anywhere near that slop,
2: I will commit a poo right here. My blood will be on your hands and most likely traumatize everyone here unless
6: you... Okay, okay, hold on. I got an idea. Hey, sis. How about we have these guys entertain us with that uh, that little game of theirs? Like dinner theater.
5: That sounds great. You all get started. I'll get some bowls, mate.
6: I've bought you some time. The kids and I will go whip up some bird stew and replace her food.
3: (laughs) Alright, gather up, kiddos! We've got a game for you! Kev!
7: Kev! Hey! Hey, Hey, I'm here! How, uh... How are things going? No time to talk, we have to play right now! Oh! Okay, I can... Uh, I mean... Are you sure? It's a matter of life and death! Alright then, let's do it! Charlie, Freddy, take five!
3: And so we're back, kids. Welcome to our game where the prisoners inside this eternal labyrinth have been... They've they've met with a giant dragon turtle and escaped from its stomach. And now they have traveled to the New Adventurers Guild on the other side of the maze to meet up with the New Adventurers, including the tiefling ranger, Lady Victorious and her ally, Sir Locke. You guys find yourself in the old, the new Adventurer's Guild building. It looks a lot like the village of New Potroblat, with buildings constructed out of thatch and wood and tree leaves. Uh, the biggest building here uh, looks a lot like an airport hangar, and is, uh, it has a big sign right on the front that says The Nag. The New Adventurers Guild. And Lady Victorious opens the door for you and points the way inside and says, Come on, everyone, let's go! Let's go! We are the dungeon, Boy.
0: And Twilight keeps that going as they walk through. Boys. Totally fine. Uh, you enter to
3: find a cramped room with a, low handmaid, with a row of handmade chairs against one wall and a long desk flanking, flanked by doors uh, on another wall.
2: Oh no, the door's being flanked. It'll get sneak damaged.
3: Yeah, especially because it's not aware. Kids, you getting these jokes? <laughs> when the party enters the room, Lady Victorious moves to the desk, sits down, behind, sits down behind it, and assumes a clerical ready position before speaking. Welcome to the New Adventurers Guild! I thought they weren't a cleric. Let's take on some new ventures together. That's a terrible joke. Why have you done this?
2: For that reaction alone.
3: So yeah, Lady Victorious, uh, with her, her her golden tiefling skin sparkling like her smile, has her feet up on the desk, and she says, "Welcome to the New Adventurers Guild. Let's take on some new ventures together."
0: Twilight, how are you at that desk and beside me? Twilight just like puts their hand on their face and goes, "I'm sorry. He's he's real racist.
4: Like he's a nice guy, but he says problematic things. You know, like like a like a boom parent." Remember those. Twilight, there's two of
2: you. Oh, oh god. <laughs> I will not let this fit die today. I will not.
0: He's really into this comedian. Uh I don't remember what his name was. I think it's good that his name died with the rest of him.
2: Yes, uh, he died he with history,
0: and that's definitely better. <laughs> there are children here, Manny. And he grew in his defense he did grow up around like animals, so he doesn't know what he's talking about. Or not grow up, spent the last few years. <laughs> So Lady Victoria steeples her
3: fingers, and she says, The way we see it, there's two orders of business here. Uh, first thing, we gotta find a path to freedom, and that means finding a way up to that floating castle in front of the sun and taking Portoblat
2: down. And also the Revengers initiative. The way I see it, guys, there are two
3: orders of business. First thing is finding a path to freedom, and that means we have to find a way up to that floating castle in front of the sun to take down Portoblat. So far, it's been enough of a problem just to make it far enough out away from the New Adventurers Guild. See, the devils in the Labyrinth aren't the biggest problem, they mostly keep to themselves. But right now, every time we try to make progress, we get raided by the Supers. Now that Locke's back, he's, uh, he's ready to take it to the Supers. So let's just take them all down and be done with them and we can escape.
7: Yeah, that sounds like a lot of work. Let's, um, let's just focus on getting to that that castle thing, right?
3: Exactly. So if we're gonna get to that castle thing, we get a clear path, and that means getting rid of the supers.
7: D- do we, though? I mean, we're not that many.
2: The supers... You're just saying you want to get rid of the supers because they refuse to fix your water heater.
3: So what you're saying,
2: Vert,
0: is you want to travel as a Oh, no, small... I just got that joke. That was such a dumb joke. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Manny, shame, <laughs> that's why shame com- on you.
2: That's why Mitch completely shame. refused to acknowledge it, but I knew that's I'd why get I it to shame. You. <laughs> shame.
0: For shame. <laughs> Go to the corner. You're on time now for the next two minutes.
2: I could audibly hear Mitch refuse to acknowledge that joke, but I knew it would at least get j Mark.
3: Well ah. You monster. You absolute monster. You're the worst.
0: Christ, where were we? <laughs> I don't even know. I'm, this is so upheaved already. Oh, we
7: were trying to to basically ninja our way through. So what you're super.
3: saying is you want to move as a small special operations unit.
7: Well, there's not a lot of us, right?
3: Well, it doesn't have to be. I mean, there's a lot of us. Actually, let me show you. And Lady Victorious gets up from the desk and moves over to the door behind the desk. And she opens the door behind the desk. And you can now see the rest of this aircraft hangar building, which is loaded with people trained-
2: Wait, where are we now? I got lost as soon as you repeated desk five times. Desk.
3: You're behind the (laughs) desk. Opens the door to, like, out of this cramped sort of foyer- this reception room, into the New Adventurer's Guild proper. Of the desk. Of the desk. And you can see people training on dummies with various weapons, and people casting spells, and uh, people doing magical first aid. All of the dummies are made of desks. This is
0: functionally a small army.
7: Vert's jaw drops. He's just standing agape in the door.
0: He's mainly doing that because he's never seen so many desks before. Yes. (laughs) Yes, desks are what matters here. (laughs) Here at the New Adventurers Guild,
3: we have more desks than the supers and the devils combined, giving us the highest power level.
2: (laughs) It is a corporate-based hell, so yeah, probably.
7: Freddy's giving me a weird look. I don't think they understand what desks are.
3: (laughs) Build them a desk. You've been having him do all this work standing up?
7: Oh yeah, like I have extra time to do that.
2: <laughs> Alright, fair, fair, fair. One day, Freddy, we'll build you a desk. You're not, tra- you're not trapped in a maze of plants, so yes, you do have time.
3: We- you know, with all the wood we're surrounded by, it's weird that we don't just make desks.
2: Yeah.
7: <laughs>
3: Actually, no, that would be weird. Suddenly we're carpenters. Anyway, none of that matters because, uh, yeah, the New Adventurer's Guild is, is splayed out before you. Oh!
4: Oh, put that on. Why that word? Stop that. Why? Put your clothes back on. Is this, did you invite us to a cult orgy?
2: That's not what splayed means every time. I knew we should have gotten him in another D&D book instead of that thesaurus. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know where you would get that. The other one was just by pure happenstance that Liam happened to find them.
3: Lady Victorious says, see, we're ready to go. We just got to find a way up to the castle. We've got a whole army here of prisoners who we've...
2: I got- have an idea.
3: Okay.
4: Oh, this is good. Whenever he says that, he usually has, like, a halfway good idea.
2: We give Vert every mana potion we have, and he just casts Fly on everybody and flies us there. Like Pietro Pan.
7: I'm not sure that's oh,
2: how- Oh, I pop- love Pietro Pan. That might. And kind the Found of Boys work.
3: <laughs> Flying everybody up one at a time?
2: No, as a group. Oh, no. We just keep feeding him mana potions until he's. Able to twin-shot all of us with fly.
4: Ooh, ooh, I could give him bull strength. So, like, he could conceivably pull that off.
7: Um, a small group of us I could maybe do.
3: Yeah, we're looking to raise a whole army up into the sky.
7: Um, all right, that, not so much.
2: How much mana potions can we conceivably make in one day?
3: Not much. Uh, Making potions is a little tricky. We don't have a whole lot of resources for stuff like that. We mostly just find basic, non
2: magical materials wood, food from those lizard monsters. I knew we should have packed up that Potions Master with us. What was her name? Selena? That one. She's in, she's in New Boulder
3: Dash. You just go back to her. How far is the distance between the two camps? Um, Torren knows for sure. <laughs> <laughs> it was, and then dub
2: in number there. No, you guys
3: had to travel a day to get to the New Adventurers Guild, and that was moving through, you know, the ever-shifting maze.
2: Well, this is like medieval times, so a day is like a five-minute walk comparatively for us to, like, a restaurant.
3: Sure, but it still takes you a day. Wait, do you
0: still go to restaurants? When did you go to a restaurant?
2: I mean, it was an empty, bombed-out building, but I still went to it.
0: Oh, that's nice. That's the dream. Give yourself a little bit of, like, a diverse experience. I feel that, I feel that.
2: I just sat there and still didn't get a waiter.
0: Yeah, I heard that that was like normal in restaurants back in the day. So that makes perfect sense.
2: Why would you want somebody to make you
0: heavier, dude? <clears throat> okay, um, so Twilight looks at Lady Victoria and goes, Hold on,
4: madame. Before we decide on next steps, there's something important we need to discuss.
0: Sorry, absolutely. What do you need, dude? Twilight ha- slams her hand on one of the many desks and goes,
4: Merchandising! If we're going to be joining you as the Dungeon Boys, we are going to need to make sure this franchise can stand on its own two feet.
2: And then Torrin just sweeps Twilight's legs out from under them with a hand (laughs) on his face. (laughs) Lady Victorious offers Twilight a hand up.
4: Thank you. But yes, merchandising. I'm talking t-shirts, mugs, hats, Dungeon Boys tea cozies, whatever you got. This is what will really help us thrive and raise the funds we need to pay this army. And build weapons.
2: Torn's just kind of looking into the distance, trying to measure it, see if he can field gold Twilight like a bucket. Every Everyone here is being
3: paid in being alive and freedom. We didn't really have use of currency.
4: Well then, I guess we have no business to do here. Let's go, dungeon boys.
0: And then Twilight starts snapping their fingers as they walk away. They being just Twilight. I'm sure you guys aren't coming. Torn away. and Hurt just stand there
2: <laughs> awkwardly like... I guess we're with them, but we're not actually with them.
0: Lady Victorious starts, like,
3: offhandedly snapping her fingers as well. Like, That's catchy.
4: When you're a dungeon boy, you can go strong. I really like shout It's
2: literally your entire profession, so yes. <laughs> well, who doesn't?
3: So what do you think, guys? She's just so damn likable. Holy shit.
2: <laughs> it's a surprise from a character from Mitch.
3: So what do you think, guys? Are you here to help?
2: Well, um,
7: I suppose we don't really have to go after the Supers, though, do we? I mean, we just...
3: No, no, and, and you, don't, you don't have to say yes. I don't want to, like, force you in anything.
0: Mm-hmm. Twilight's in the background yelling, like, yelling. It's like,
3: we're not doing it until we get merchandising rights. I guess we could paint on some
7: leaves. Just say yes. Just say yes.
3: Okay, Varn, and uh, she snaps her fingers, and a um, a dwarven woman... With a massive, like, two-stringed bass instrument on her back. Comes kind of like, you know, however dwarves walk over. And Vaughn's like, Yeah. Vaughn, if you could, uh, we need to get, and I'm not going to have time to explain this. uh, We need a handful of leaves and some paint. Okay. And the dwarven woman goes off to get some leaves. So, okay, we got your merchandising.
2: I have an idea on how to deal with the Supers.
3: What, what do you got, Torin? We, we need ideas. It
2: may take multiple days, but we use the pen of colors. Either paint myself or vert green, and we poison every last cauldron of soup before the Supers get to it.
7: How do we know this stuff isn't already poison?
2: Because it's got fiend magic in it. There's not much point in fiend magic if you're just going to kill people.
7: Yeah, the Supers
3: aren't- it's not
2: poison because the Supers are still alive. They've been drinking this soup stuff for as long as we've been in the maze. And then, while they're violently pooping everywhere from the poison, we tie them up.
3: Okay. You seem to know a lot about violent pooping. Hold
4: on. Is that... Do you know what poison can actually do to a person?
2: I am a black dragon, so maybe.
4: You've only been green for like a day. Do you think poison just makes you violently poop? Do you understand what, like... Toxic-toxic-toxicity is? Like, do you know what death is?
2: If it's not acid, I don't choose to learn about it.
4: I just- I just- I have a question. Torrent, Torrent, all those times we've been in fights, did you think those people were just sleeping after you gutted them with your
2: sword? Oh no, I knew they were violently dead. In glory to Hercules. It just doesn't seem
0: very glorious to Hercules to poison them like a punk.
2: I melted an
3: elf's head once. As you say I melted an elf's head once, Sir Locke, uh, he came in without you noticing and puts his hand on your shoulder. He says, That's <coughs> that sounds incredible.
2: <laughs> he thought he was stealthy. He wasn't.
3: <laughs> oh, it's always good to get one over on the ego of the sneaky classes, right? Yes. <laughs> and he goes, Torin, and he puts out like a like a handshake offer.
2: And then do, like, the forearm clasp with them?:
0: Yep. Oh, you did You did the, the orc greeting. Is that just, like, a strong guy greeting, then? It's not just traditional orc introductions?
3: It's how real men greet each other. Yes. When you're, when you're gruff.
2: When you've got muscles.
4: Oh, that's cool. Uh, Vert, try that with me.
2: Um, Twilight's skinny arm just immediately snaps.
0: It was either going to be that or I throw Vert. Like, there's no middle ground here. Twilight twilight takes two force damage. (laughs) That's that's fair. Vert is tiny and dense, but if you lift up the shirt,
2: it's just all dragon six pack. (laughs) (laughs) But he's still got a little Tommy.
0: Still got a little Tom Tom.
2: It's like, I don't remember having six pack. It must be the
0: dragon. (laughs) <laughs> Came with the level up. It's
7: slightly scaly under there, so I mean, you know.
0: Well, it's almost like Vert got bit by a spider, and then rather than tell someone he wasn't feeling well, he went to bed and then woke up looking like Tobey Maguire. Oh, well, that's nice. I didn't know that was possible. Yeah. So
2: he got cursed, is what you're saying?
0: Yeah, exactly that. He he woke up looking like a 30 year old man pretending to be a high school.
3: <laughs> so while you're while you're having this conversation, like Sirlock finishes the handshake, he breaks it off. He goes to the back of the guild where you see uh, Varn is coming back with like a handful of leaves and a a bucket of like mud and just starts writing like dem dungeon boys on palm leaves. Ah! And then like hands it out, hands one out to each of you and Locke is just looking at
0: it with like disgust in his eyes. Twilight is very excited and does not notice the disgust in Locke's eyes. This is perfect. You never notice the
2: disgust in people's eyes. Uh, Vert quietly... Turns away
7: and uh, starts to cast a fireball just so that it, it burns whatever uh, he got handed so that he doesn't have to ever see it again.
3: Yeah, the leaf just burns away.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Varn, look, the dwarf looks at it and just like, oh, dude, why am I doing this?
4: That was really rude. It's
0: just like, Varn worked real hard on that.
7: No, no. Vert, like, turns away so that no one can see him, just sort of quietly go, <laughs> <laughs>
0: Your stealth, you did. Okay.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Roll your stealth.
0: <laughs> we could go
2: the other route, seeing as how the theme of this, and he's just huffing the fumes.
7: That's a fifteen.
3: <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> you did it stealthily. There's just like a flash of light, and Varn's like, "I
2: made three of these." <laughs> Obviously, you only made two because I don't see a third. <laughs> what? I say? As I just drop mine, mine on top of Twilight's head.
0: Okay. Oh, we should well. probably move the plot forward. <laughs> <laughs> Why
2: have we ever moved the plot forward? <laughs> We're just plodding along, it's fine.
0: So
3: yeah, so Locke goes, he like, he helps someone adjust their sword stance while fighting against a dummy, and then he comes back to you guys, he's like, So, uh, <clears throat> we going killin'?
2: That's entirely up to Twilight number five. I say as I point at victory. <laughs>
3: uh, Lady Victoria, are we ready to go after the supers? I've been sharpening my weapons, I've been polishing my armor... I'm ready to take vengeance on these bastard monsters. And Lady of is like, I, yes, after some quick discussion, the, sorry, Dem Dungeon Boys told us that they can move as a small spec ops team. And uh, she looks at you three, she's like, we're counting on you. Find us the supers, and let's take them out. Oh, we already
2: know where their main camp is.
4: Oh yeah, we already found that. Wait,
2: really? Yeah. I have an excellent memory for Map's geography terrain. As a wanderer, I can find food and fresh water for myself and five others each day, provided the resources are provided by the terrain.
3: Lady Victoria stands up and she starts dancing. She's going, we found their camp, we found their camp, we found, we found, we found their camp.
2: And then Torn's eyes kind of like squintings and is like, you're not going for the soup, are you? You one of them gear druggies? No, we absolutely do
3: not trust the soup. We just don't want them to keep raiding us every time we go off on a mission. We also want to figure out whatever those devils are up to, since they're not bothering us. That honestly makes us kind of uncomfortable. Is that a character?
2: What do you mean they're not bothering us? Literally, the entire maze is just stone walls that blow up if we hit them, and also shoot slime at us at random points. Yeah, the white slimes are weird. Yeah, I'm not sure why whatever deity is in charge of this made them white. And slimy.
0: I do have one point of order. Um, who came with us from Balderdash to the camp? Was it just the... the, the I think nag, it's probably or... just the
2: main group after we found the others that needed to get back to the main camp.
0: Oh, I just had it yeah. as the three of you. I had
3: everyone else staying back at New Balderdash.
2: Yeah, especially because we had to keep remembering that the other group was with us. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> oh yeah, we're not alone like usual. I
3: mean, they're still there to be called upon. I just, just... This was like conversation. And easier. Yeah. We're keeping track of a lot of a lot of NPCs at this point. Not as many people died during this campaign as I originally
0: planned for. <laughs> Twilight uh, walks up to Lady Victoria and goes,
4: Okay, so I was only half listening to that, but it sounds like we're going to recruit the supers to the the Dungeon Boys fan club, is that right? We're gonna have our own groupies, we got merch to give
3: them? If you think you can if if you think you can do that, that'd be incredible. I just we just really want them to stop attacking us. If they stop attacking us, then we can move further outside of the maze, and maybe we can find a way up to that floating castle. We haven't really found a
2: method yet. Torn just nudges Vert and it's like, hmm, Oh, the Twilight doesn't seem to be like talking to an oblivious wall like our Twilight.
7: Oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> Wait, am I the favorite? What? I don't want to be the
3: favorite. That seems like that would really impose upon your group dynamic. Um, what dynamic?
4: Yeah, no, that's okay.
3: He's a dick. Twilight, I think you're cool. I think you're awesome, Lady Victoria. I think it's time to go. Do you want to go talk about Tiefling stuff? No, you're right. We should go do stuff. Oh, oh, did you
4: not wa- oh, okay. So uh we should we should go oh um oh. okay. I I love you, I guess.
2: Torin just remembers Twilight's comet and is weighing the pros and cons of wasting the chameleon pen for one day to paint Twilight orange. <laughs>
3: Petty you, you, So you say you say <laughs> I love you to uh, Lady Victorious And she goes, oh, and she grabs one of Varn's leaves and runs it over to you And is like, you just keep it
4: Oh, okay, thank
3: you
2: Alright, dungeon boys, good luck Wait, aren't we supposed to be leading them to the main camp since we know where it is?
3: Yeah, what is the plan? I kind of got swept up in how nice I am <laughs> 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 It's honestly very distracting, please
2: tell me what your plan is I love
7: that she's aware! Oh my
2: god! <laughs> you were amazed that we already know where the main camp was? Great. So I guess we would lead you and maybe a detachment there to for peace talks? Air quotes on peace? Great. That sounds fantastic. How many people do you need? Well, not a whole army, but maybe more than two.
3: Okay, so uh, if more than two, then me and Locke is two... And, uh, Varn. Varn, you can come with us. Yarny, everybody! Uh, yeah, so Varn, the, the dwarf, comes comes walking up and like,
4: Hi. Hi, I'm Twilight.
2: Do you have any other people we can add, just to make it more inconvenient for the voice from the sky? I mean, what? Huh?
3: huh? Mostly we try to keep people back here in case the supers attack. That's why we want to open this whole battlefield up, you know? We'll move as a small detachment, plus we're the leadership. We can negotiate. Hmm. Sounds good to me. I mean, you guys are the leader of your group, right?
2: Sounds Um, like you're making excuses for the voice in the sky. I mean, what? Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's go. And Torrin doesn't wait for anybody and just starts walking into the distance. Locke laughs and follows behind you. He's like, that's how we do it.
3: So yeah, you make your way back to the uh, super camp. You are just two turns in the maze away from super camp.
2: So they were literally next door to the adventurers group.
3: No, I mean an, a, an amount of time has
2: passed as you traveled through the maze. Oh, you said two turns. It's like, okay, a left, a right, and
0: we're here. We've been traveling, and now we're two turns away, is what he means. Okay. Yes. You've
3: been traveling, and you are two turns away. Uh, go ahead and make perception
0: checks, guys. Now we're playing
2: D&D again. I lost track of the narrative. Me too. All right, so I rolled a nat 20. Wow.
7: Uh, got a 15.
2: 12. I see through the veil of time
3: and space! Torrin sees through the veil of time and space to notice that a lot of those long-necked giant lizard monsters are hanging around on the outskirts of this area. Like, you can see three or four of them dipping their heads uh, and then raising them up again on the other sides of the walls in various angles. Music
2: is just playing in the background and the shot is just focusing on them because it's all the effects put into one.
3: Yeah, but it's practical, and it stands the test of time. The other thing you notice with that uh, nat 20 roll is flying past you very quickly is a black bird. It's flying at about hip level, and it goes whizzing by you, but with a nat 20, uh, you have a chance to react to it.
2: Do I have an attack of opportunity to use my Relentless Pursuer ability? Yes. So I try to grab it. Make
3: an unarmed attack roll. So that's just a d20. Yep.
2: Would I get proficiency in that?
3: I don't know. I don't think you're proficient in unarmed attacks. I think you're proficient with swords and shit.
2: I'm proficient in
3: athletics. You, you want to roll athletics? We'll just make it a grapple check. Just roll athletics.
2: <laughs> yes, because I rolled an 11, so that would be plus 5, plus 3, plus 3. Yeah, you absolutely just, you snatch a bird out of the air. <laughs> I grapple a bird out of the air and put it in a full Nelson. Oh, God. <laughs>
3: a tiny full Nelson. You said grapple. <laughs> you have it in a full Nelson now. And it's it's
2: struggling and fighting, going... <laughs> I know you can see and hear me through this bird Come out now Okay, interesting Interesting perspective Make
3: some make some more perception checks, guys
2: Twilight got a
0: 19 Verk got a 6
2: I got a 12 Or wait, perception, so that's plus 3 15 Alright, so uh, Twilight notices that
3: climbing over the wall Is uh, Quirky Duckling The blue dragonborn Uh, Seeming to get into a kind of sneak attack position.
0: Uh, Twilight casts Tasha's hideous laughter on her.
3: Oh, God. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Rolling. Uh, 17 to save.
0: Uh, Yeah, that does it.
3: She saves, but she sees you spell Cassie. She goes, the jig is up, and we're rolling initiative.
6: That's good. Now add a little bit of that pepper there and... What
5: uh, are you doing?
6: uh, I'm just, you know, experiment, experiment.
5: King, we can't... I mean, you shouldn't get close to
6: them. What do you expect from me? We took them as prisoners and it's been two weeks. We haven't even made a decision yet. And, I mean, they're nice enough.
5: This is just like the baby gorilla fish all over again. You- Don't you
6: bring Mr. Thumpkins I in
5: need this. to. You got attached. And when it came time to let it go,
6: you couldn't. My friend.
5: He was a wild beast that would eventually grow up to crush us all.
6: I know. But I trained him really well and-
5: And nothing. Now, you can finish this up. But afterwards, we are going to have a serious talk about what to do with them. Besides all that- you're almost out of your hormone pills and your pain medication. We can't get attached. End of conversation.
6: Right, man, cause you can't cook shit. What was that? Nothing, sis.
1: What, what is this you were giving me? Promotion gift? <laughs> ah, it is making noise. <laughs> Is it happy? Angry? I I am not understanding. What am I to be doing with this? (laughs) Can it fight? No? What is called? Pomarini. What is Pomarini? Wait! Wait! You cannot leave me with this! (laughs) Consumers. Nedsmudrishik, in their great wisdom, have given me promotion gift, <laughs> it is apparently rare type of dog, this is not like dogs patrolling city, this is tiny, ineffective for combat, but is cute, is cute dog, perhaps it can have other functions, but for now I am mentioning only because it is great representation of nadzmodusik generosity They did not have to give me this pomerane, but they did because they are benevolent leaders. I am grateful to have the love they are carrying in their many hearts.
2: You know, it would have been easier throw your poop at them. You definitely have a favorite move.
7: That's a seventeen for Vert.
2: If there was a racist ape people, I probably would have chosen that instead of Dragonborn. You mean humans?
7: See, I thought you said a racist ape people.
2: You mean
0: humans? I got a nine. Okay.
2: I guess I'll reroll because of my negative one initiative. I got a nine. Yeah, <laughs> I'll reroll. Uh,
0: what's your what's your what's your
2: dexterity, Manny? Eight. So that's why I'm at a negative one.
0: Yeah, so I have a higher dexterity. I'll go before you. Alright. So, right now, uh, we
3: are in combat. It is Vert's turn. And what Vert sees is one blue dragonborn rogue is climbing up over the wall, and uh, Torin has a crow in his hands.
7: Quick, Vert, you seduce. How far away is the uh, dragonborn?
3: She is on the wall directly next to you, but she is 50 feet up in the air.
7: Okay. So, Vert... Lets off a fireball, but directly below where uh, Quirky Duckling
2: is. Oh, good! So the wall will just explode on all of us. Yes.
3: Okay. Uh, roll to attack. I know. You, I know you're hitting the wall, but the wall has an AC.
7: Right. Uh, that is an 18 to hit.
3: Does a wall made of stone technically count as wearing armor? It does not. But it, this does hit. 18 definitely hits. Roll some damage.
7: That's 11. Points of fire damage directly below.
3: Uh, yeah, so uh, there's a scorch mark on the wall. Let's see. Quirky Duckling is going to roll, and she stays on the wall, uh, despite the fact that the wall begins to shake and vibrate violently. It shakes, rattles, and rolls. It does, and it also begins sinking into the ground, and Quirky Duckling is holding <laughs> onto it and sees it sinking. goes, oh,
2: oh,
3: oh, oh.
2: I- I am completely incapable of movement, so I'm just going to sit here and accept this fate.
3: She kind of looks like a cat who's, like, sinking <laughs> into, like, on a boat into some water. Just, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> and the whole, this whole span of wall just goes all the way to zero. And now she's just standing next to you.
7: Virgis is, like, waving half-like, Hi.
3: Hey. <laughs> and behind her, you can see two of these enormous long-necked lizard monsters uh, Standing 50 and 60 feet tall behind her and they see you guys and They are now in the initiative tracker as the maze is ever-changing
2: They uh, she turns around and sees them and she goes oh oh." For their actions they can either sneeze poop or continue eating leaves they can do much
3: more they these large lizard-like creatures look frantic and confused and slightly enraged and down in the order from vert is uh, lady victorious uh, who, who uh sees all of this happening and goes uh you guys you don't want to fight the giant lizard creatures uh and she rolls to try to grapple quirky duckling she's gonna fail miserably as quirky duckling breaks out of the grasp she's gonna go oh okay uh let's just leave her guys we should move and lo- uh Lady Victoria starts moving sort of like further down the path. Look, let's just go to their camp right now. Does it
2: give me an attack of opportunity on Lady Victorias? I mean technically? If you want
0: to. Why would you attack Lady Victorias?
2: So then I can use my relentless avenger to move faster than her.
3: Okay, yes, you you use your reaction to jump
2: in front of Lady Victoria. Why don't we lead these things and keep running while I'm holding onto this crow? Yep, who is still in a full <laughs> Nelson. <laughs> I imagine it's just like my fingers are holding the wings back. Behind its head?
3: Uh, yes, I, I, like, but just with your hands. Like You don't need to put your arms into it.
7: Like you're just using your fingers.
3: <laughs> yep. Uh, as you are doing this, uh, the, uh, the giant lizard creatures are next in the order. And they come charging at you guys like a stampeding animal. Back of the group right now, uh, slowest ones are Varn and Vert.
2: Vert, this is your moment. The moment you were born for. Use the lube gun.
3: First one is going to hit Varn for 19. Uh, Vert, this one's going to try to hit you for 14. Does 14 hit your AC? Uh, No. No? Okay, so this giant creature has, like, big stompy feet, and it just barely avoids you, but it does stomp on Varn.
2: Poor Varn. I was hoping it just, like, hits against Vert and just stops, like, hitting a brick wall and trips over him.
3: Oh, man. Crushes Varn for 24 damage. Mm. Oh, no! Varn was already so little and then just goes, like, running forward through the maze. Everyone is in a panic. Lady Victorious and Locke are desperately trying to get to, like, edges of the walls, but the walls here are narrow. And now it is the Supers' turn. The Supers, as you guys are running, you turn the corner, and you see the Supers with bows drawn on you. They spring their trap as uh, LG, Jamie Lee, and Milo fire bows
2: at you. Uh, Torrin. I hold up the crow to be a... Meat shield. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> uh, it shoots the crow.
3: <laughs> Milo, Milo shoots his own, his own crow for... Oh, that's not so bad. For four damage, he shoots the crow. Uh, Lady Victorious gets shot, takes also minimum damage. For, takes four damage. And LG shoots Twilight. Yes, okay. Uh, 23 to hit Twilight. That definitely hits
2: hits you for minimum damage
0: again? Yes! So how, how much is that? Okay,
2: so four damage. That's good work hacking his uh, dice rolling program, Kevin. You're welcome. I'm rolling physical dice! <laughs> we hacked your hands. Kevin, you
3: hacked... Wait, Kevin has a dice rolling program and you hacked it?
7: Hmm?
2: Don't worry about it.
3: All of your crits are now suspect.
7: <laughs> 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 no, I hacked yours.
3: You couldn't hack yours. <laughs>
7: Probably <laughs> not, true? but I'm rolling physics too. Brady brought them to me.
2: We hacked your brain. You think you've been rolling. It's
0: Twilight's turn. <laughs> <laughs> Just so mad.
2: Just remember, the Krissa don't take you seriously. You know what?
3: Kids, you haven't fought for- <laughs>
0: anyway it's twilight's turn okay so twilight is going to cast fear on quirky duckling
3: okay uh rolling charisma save
0: wisdom save
3: wisdom save
0: are you asking or telling us it's a six go ahead yeah that absolutely works what is quirky duckling most afraid of
3: Uh, Quirky Duckling is currently most afraid of being stomped to death by giant long-necked lizard monsters.
0: So, Quirky Duckling is going to suddenly see herself surrounded by a bunch of giant long-necked lizards, and she has to run away uh, from that situation by the safest route possible.
3: Uh, So yeah, she's just going to turn around and she is going to run away from the battle. She is leaving. She is running full speed into the maze.
0: Okay, bye! And Twilight is going to use their movement action to uh, get out from under the feet of these long-necked lizards.
3: Totally. Moving on, goes down to Torin. So, uh, there's not a lot of room, by the way, to get out from under these monsters, uh, but you kind of, like, can hug the wall and you suspect that it might help your chances. Uh, Torrin, above you, two giant monsters. In front of you, uh, three guys who shot at you with bows and arrows.
2: Hmm... Which one should I take on?
3: You also have one of their birds.
2: Well, having already fulfilled its purpose, I guess I'll just toss it at its owner. Oh, okay.
3: <laughs> like, as a, as an attack? No,
2: as like, I guess, just a comedy side action, not really an attack or anything.
7: I do it as an attack, sure, honestly. Like,
2: well, you've already fulfilled your purpose, I found who I was looking for, and you took that bullet. Use it like a dart. So you, did a, a, you did a free action for a bit? <laughs> I respect that. (laughs) (laughs) We've done much dumber things with our free actions, sir. You're not wrong. Yeah.
0: I just wanted to clarify.
2: Yeah, you throw the bird. The bird returns
3: to Milo's shoulder and starts sort of like cawing at his ear. And Milo goes, yeah, I can see them.
2: Yeah, I've also been stalling because this whole time uh, I've been trying to find a spell because we had a long rest last game. So I've been changing one spell. Okay. Just an old faithful. Go
0: ahead.
2: Well, I'm not going to use it, but I just wanted to have it. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So there's three in front of me and two giant things running at us. Yeah. I'll just have to trust that Vert will eventually catch up and kill them all. So I'm going to try to deal with the giant threat. Or wait, I guess the lizards don't count as humanoid.
3: They are definitely not humanoid in any way. So that shatters my (laughs) plan
2: of using hold person on at least one of them. He's animal handling. Uh, Are you asking? Unless rule of cool? No.
0: (laughs) Stop trying to be cool. You're not cool.
2: You're not. Well, then I guess I'll just have my sword and shield out. And my sword is much more powerful now because it's got lightning stuff in it. That's right. And I'm going to double that up with a thunder smite. Nice. And I guess hit whoever's in front of me because... I, I doubt I'll be able to do much damage to the giant lizards that probably have, like, more health than I've had taken from me.
3: Uh, so what you're telling me is you go forward and you attack the group of supers.
2: Yes, with a thunder th- th- smite With my shield and sword, long longsword out.
3: Yep, yeah, you have three choices. You got Milo with the bird on his shoulder, you got, uh, LG, and you got, uh, Jamie Lee.
2: Well, I've also got the ability to hit twice, so I'll hit- Whoever, like, the two people in front of me hit one and then the other. So the first one's getting the Thunder Smite, and then the second one's just getting hit with a regular hit. Milo's in the middle. So I just shield up until I get close to them, and then slash for the just main core of the body, because this spell's gonna do most of the damage for me. Give it
3: to me, baby. Give it to me.
2: Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. Roll, darn it. (laughs) Roll
3: dice! This what? it's the whole game! You're setting a bad example for these children.
2: They'll never learn how to roll dice now. It builds character. Oh, and you rolling dice is helping them, Mr. Minimum Damage? Apparently when my dice rolls are legitimate. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 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 uh. That's basically 15 plus all the other stuff, so let's just assume that first one hits.
3: (laughs) Uh, So you rolled a 15 plus all of your, like, to hit stuff.
2: So that'd be proficiency bonus, strength. Yep, yep, that'll hit. That'll... uh, You sound sad about that. Maybe. 3d6 altogether for the thunder damage. Not bad. So lightning damage for 1d6 and 2d6 for thunder damage. Additionally, if the target is a creature, so you'll need to make a... The thing will need to make a strength saving throw. So D8, d6... 17. Well, Let's just assume that works then. So they're not going to get thrown 10 feet away and knocked yeah, from... It's
3: against, your, it's against your spell save d6.
2: Oh yeah, my spell save DC is only 13, so he, like I said, they save. Yep, okay, he saves. So he's not getting thrown and knocked prone, but he's still getting, about to get hit for a lot. So first things first, the D8 for the slashing damage. That's a five. And then all these D6s. So five, four, four, three. Five, four, four, three, 16.
3: Yeah, you take a big chunk out of Milo. Uh, second attack.
2: Nat 20. Oh! What does that- what does that mean again for hitting and damage?
3: All of your- all of your damage dice, you get to roll them twice and add it all together.
2: Okay, so 8 and 7. Is
3: 15. And then, do you want to smite on your crit?
2: Yeah, I guess I'll use a regular divine smite. So that'll be, I guess, radiant damage? Uh, yes. Just a meta question, because this is part of divine smite. Because there's supers, the damage increases by another 1d8 if the target is an undead or a fiend, and we have proven that they have fiend influence on them. Yes, you get you get the 3d8. Okay, so they because they're influenced with fiend stuff, it's another d8. So I'm rolling 3d8, got it. 3d8, plus it's a crit, so
3: you're actually rolling 6d8.
2: <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. Yes, I'll... you crit. I got, okay, let me... I've got these other... You are a paladin,
3: always smite on crits. From now on, that is your mantra.
2: That is what Hercules taught you
3: in his temple. Hercules like, you know how I killed Nemean
2: Lion? I smite on my crits. So to make this easier, I'm gonna roll 2d8 at a time, so that'll be rolling three times for two, so... Mm-hmm. Seven, eight, nine... I, I don't even know how the hell I did that. I rolled two dice at the same time.
3: I don't know either, but you did it, man. You rolled two dice at the same time, an impossible task otherwise.
2: No, I just mean, how did I get seven, eight, nine? While rolling six times for d8s with two dice, that I don't know. Uh, the point is seven, eight, nine is twenty-two damage. Uh, Milo goes down. He goes down onto his back. I did. I was doing two different people, so Milo got hit with thunder smite, and then a second person got hit with that divine smite.
3: Oh, I see. Uh, so LG took twenty-two damage from your divine smite. Uh, plus all the damage that was on top of it.
2: Yeah, you swing
3: to, uh, to Milo's right, and you take out LG with a divine smite that Kriya. All their eyes are, you know, black with fiend energy. They're all souped up, as it were. And the, the radiant damage off of your smite leaves these brutal scars, these brutal, like, steaming wounds across LG's body.
2: Can I just look at Locke and just sort of nod, like... A sort of understanding of, like, we are definitely dealing with a problem here. And also to be like, this is what you need to do.
3: Oh yeah, Locke's already ready, dude. He, like, he sees you taking the initiative, and he's got his sword out. He's ready to rock. Next in the order, though, is Varn, who got, uh, Stompy Stomped. Varn is going to take out her, uh, her big two-stringed, like, bass instrument and start playing a noise that sounds a bit like a horse whinny. And she is going to heal up her, her 24 damage that she took.
2: Ah, yes, I need those ribs and unpierced lungs to live. <laughs> it turns out. Uh, and then it's going to be Locke's turn.
3: Locke is going to draw his big ol' sword. He sees what you were doing with your, with your smiting. And he is also going to attack. Locke comes down hard on Milo with two hits. And both of them are radiant smites. <clears throat> Comes down hard with two hits, and both of them are radiant smites. And you see Milo just gets like a, a, an X, a letter X, made of light, gets carved into Milo's chest, and Milo gets blasted backwards. And as far as you can tell, he is dead.
2: Does he just have his arms, like, frozen, and then falls backwards onto his back and explode?
3: Milo explodes, but for no visible reason. And his body is no longer visible. Down from Locke is a uh, Vert once again.
2: All right, so we've got... Vert's greatest challenge yet, killing two giant monsters at the same time.
7: <laughs> Do the monsters seem interested in us, or are they just running?
3: Roll animal handling, Vert, to, to learn the monster's intention.
7: It's yeah, a 12.
3: You can't really get a good look at their faces, and you don't understand these animals, you haven't
6: seen them before. Okay, well,
2: hmm. um... It'd be like trying to wrangle an ostrich having only an understanding on a baby chicken. Allegedly.
6: Allegedly. All
7: right, there, there are like a dozen different things that I can do from under here that are wildly just shouldn't. I'm beneath one of these things. There's one behind me or one in front of me.
2: You say that, but really these things are beneath you. <laughs>
3: uh, one is like you're, you're underneath one and the other one is in front of you and to the left. Like, if everyone's facing the same yes. way. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah.
7: So, um, okay, so there's one in front, there's this one behind, and then everybody else is in front. Okay.
2: For every entire spell slot, you have to use Mage Hand and toss this thing over the wall. <laughs> A larger Mage Hand. How
7: tall are these things?
3: They are huge creatures, which means they are 50 to 60 feet tall.
7: Okay, total.
3: Total, yeah, including neck.
7: I'm going to do something stupid. Yes, please. <laughs> please do. <laughs> Bert do gets this sort of weird grin on his face, rubs his hands together, and casts Misty Step. He's going onto the back of the back one.
0: <laughs> oh, my God.
3: You are there. From up here, you have a much wider view of the maze proper uh vert from up here you can see the layout of the maze spread out before you you can see those those white slime blobs moving uh in like little packs throughout the various uh, hallways and and uh walkways you can see uh you see landmarks bodies of water uh unusual species of trees caves and you can see laid out ahead of you is the super camp, which has a massive cauldron of soup right at the core of it, and a bunch of different, various tents, sort of just spread out from that central point. Uh, it looks like the supers are arming themselves. That Milo and his team were only the first line of defense to sort of scout out who is invading, and now that this, and now the supers are aware of you. There is an army preparing for your arrival. Also, you're on the back of a long neck monster.
7: <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. First off, let me let me spend the spell slot before I get to far. Please, please do.
0: <laughs> oh, lovely. Uh, okay. While he's doing that, Twilight goes, Bert.
4: Bert. Oh no, was he stepped on? <laughs> Bert. Where'd he go?
3: Oh, I miss him.
7: <laughs> Poor little guy. The next thing I want to do is try and brace myself on the back of this thing for when it moves. Um I'm not sure if that would be a movement or an action thing. Uh since this is um, sort of an-
3: it's actually it's easy to okay. do. Uh the large scales on the back of this thing make for easy hands. Then
7: I I'm going to to um prepare myself
2: for can Vert invest in mind control spells.
7: <laughs>
3: he could if he chooses to. Sorry, Vert, you were rudely interrupted by that great idea. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so
7: I'm gonna, gonna grab on uh, and and prepare myself for the motion of this ocean.
3: Okay, yeah, you brace yourself. Uh, it is not yet the, bron- the it's not yet the creature's turns, so uh, they are not going to go yet. But down from Vert is Lady Victorious. I think Lady Victoria's uh she cottons onto what Verts up to here and she is going to jump onto the leg of this thing and spring herself up onto its back. And then from there she's going to draw a short bow and she is going to shoot a super. Uh, she's going to miss. She's a little distracted. Second attack. She is going to shoot Jamie Lee for 7 damage. Down from her is the monsters and the two giant long-necked monsters rush past you guys, but that does not mean that you are safe. What I need is for everyone who's not on the back of a monster. So
2: wait, they rush past us, so that means Bert and Victorious are just accidentally leaving the battle?
3: Yep. So, um, I need Twilight and Torin and Varn and Locke to all make dexterity saving throws.
2: Twilight got a 16. You save. So, 16 minus 1 because I have no- I'm not flexible at all, so 15. Uh, You do not save. (laughs) Uh, So you take 21 bludgeoning damage, as you guys are-
3: And Varn and Locke are also taking- I got 76 health, bitch. Give me all you guys. (laughs) Bye, Taran! As these giant monsters go stampeding through, uh, LG is brutally crushed. Uh, Jamie Lee is very injured. As these monsters go charging into the camp, arrows are loosed from the camp, attacking these giant monsters. And the said giant monsters go rushing towards that cauldron in the middle, smashing into it, and knocking a river of soup down onto the super's camp.
0: Are we out of combat or are we still in combat?
3: I think that we could argue that combat kind of has to reset, now, as circumstances are very
0: different. Ooh. Okay, so Twilight is gonna run and, like, acrobatic leap, flip, whatever, their way onto the, the long neck closest to them. Totally fine. And now you're on the back of a long neck monster.
7: <laughs> is that the same one Vert's on? Yeah,
3: we'll say Vert and Twilight are on the same one, and Lady Victorious is on a different one. Oh,
4: hey, Vert! I'm glad you're not dead!
7: Vert does something extremely stupid.
3: Please do it, Vert. Please do that thing.
7: Vert grabs onto Twilight, and is still holding the, uh, the the big lizard monster, and he casts invisibility on all three.
0: Oh! <laughs>
2: so not Lady Victorious. What? what? Oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> what? An invisible Vert and in Twilight, and a just floating <laughs> Victorious.
0: Oh, this is so good. And it's oh, just stampeding.
7: So that's not exactly an attack. That's
3: just it walking around. Yeah, you are invisible. You are stomping around in the soup below you. You can see the supers in a panic with their massive cauldron of their sort of like collected product are now jumping onto the pile of soup and hoping to just like gobble it up as fast as they can. We are we are out of combat.
2: Uh, there is a panic. People are running left and right. It's like hoping to stop a police raid by smoking all the crack before they get in.
4: Quick, smoke all the crack! You know, we're really just beating up a bunch of junkies. Are we the bad guys?
3: Victoria shrugs in what she thinks is your general direction.
7: I mean, we're not actually doing anything. I'm just sitting here on my long neck monster. Ah!
3: Oh, I forgot you were there. <laughs> I'm
7: holding on to Twilight. <laughs>
3: Um, while you're saying, like, are we the bad guys, uh, Locke comes running into the fight and sees someone who is, like, on their hands and knees trying to, like, shovel soup into their mouth, and he executes them. He cuts their head off. Are you sure we're not the bad guys? Yeah, I don't like this idea. <laughs> uh, Locke yells up at you. It's like, these fiends have been killing our numbers for whole months. I'm ending this now. And he looks at you and says, Brother Torrin, you're not one to shy away from a fight, are you?
2: Torn thinks about it, and then goes the neutral path, and flips the cauldron over. Oh, the cauldron was well flipped. Oh, you mean like you're going to like pick it back up? Yes, and like try to trap as many as I can under it. Interesting. Make a strength check. Uh, Make an athletics check. Like I've ever lost an athletics check. Well, let's find out, man. This ain't punching through drywall, baby. No, it's harder. But not as devastating, because you didn't painstakingly make a puzzle for this.
3: It's not really a puzzle,
2: just kind of chaos that we're leaning into. I was mentioning the drywall door.
4: Vert, there's something I need to tell you. D- yeah? Um, Torin's dead. Yeah, he got crushed by a lizard.
2: No. You say as he can clearly see me trying to lift a cauldron?
0: <laughs> like, I don't know who that green thing is down there. Torin's a black dragon. I'm so, not green, I haven't paint. The paint already wore off. Oh, I didn't realize. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, no, he didn't, he didn't paint himself for this. I didn't know who that who that douche canoe down there is, but it's not Artorin, that's for sure.
3: Look there at that douche canoe! <laughs> oh God, Mayor Bucket!
2: Okay, so fifteen plus five from athletics and plus three from strength. Let's say that works.
3: Yeah, you you needed a twenty and you got it. You put your big old dragon hands underneath that cauldron and you flip it and you catch five supers where they were where they were like on hands and knees trying to scoop soup. Yeah, you totally flip them and
2: you caught them. And you don't hear them, like, fighting to get out. You just hear slurping noises. We don't have to kill all of them. We can try to save some of them. Uh, Locke
3: gives you a look to and is like, if you think there's a point to that, brother. In the meantime, I'll handle the dangerous
2: ones. And he- It's one of my personality traits. I have a lesson for every situation. Drawn from observing nature. (laughs) He- Change. Life is like the seasons, in constant change. And we must change with it. D- 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 are you just
0: reading your character? Are you literally just reading your character sheet right now? <laughs> I see you. I see you staring at the paper. What are you doing? Is this
3: is this how
2: you give Torin a personality? I will bring terrible wrath down on the evildoers who destroyed my homeland. <laughs> Locke says, "Now that's one I can get
3: behind." Uh, and he goes, he goes rushing forward and he stabs another person through the back with his great sword. That is a great sword. I gotta say. It's a pretty great sword.
2: And you said my jokes earlier were terrible.
3: <laughs> Kids are like it. Uh, so you have, uh, you've captured a bunch of dudes around you. You can see the supers are essentially eating so much soup. There are seven of them left in this little valley here, this little uh, camp. And they are expanding. You can see their bodies growing, their skin turning a sort of reddish-orange, and their black eyes somehow darker.
2: They haven't had a solid bowel movement in years. <laughs> it's the soup.
3: Yeah, it's the soup. Varn starts, uh, sets down her instrument and starts playing. Uh, she's not sure what to do, so she prepares you all with a, a little
0: bardic inspiration. Ooh. If only we had a bard who
2: could do that as well.
0: Twilight feels energized and goes, huh, I wonder if other people
3: have this ability. Anyway, the three of you all have a D8 of bardic inspiration, and now you can see that the supers are getting kind of jacked. They are, they look larger, physically larger. You see one of them run into a tent and pull out two two two-handed battle axes, but... They're wielding them in just one hand each.
2: Yeah, sure, it's impressive now, but once they stop, it all turns to fat.
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> I hear it makes your balls shrink.
3: Behind you, Jamie Lee comes limping into the camp and, Jamie looks, Lee around at what is, and looks around at what has happened here, and she says, oh, no. Oh, yes. They're, they're over
1: is that
0: is that the name you're gonna go with for that
2: operation? Yep. Oversouping.
0: Is that, are we are we are we uh, are we embracing that one? Oversouping? Yeah. Yep. No workshop. Yep. Well, no. S- some of yep. us are
7: embracing it. Some of us are looking at it with uh, incredulity. Um.
2: <laughs> Mitch is a man of controversy. <laughs> nope. Oversouping.
7: Okay. All
3: right. Um, That's where we're at.
7: What what, what are the lizards doing?
3: Uh,
2: they are stomping around at random. They're oversouping, obviously. <laughs> they're giant horse-like lizards. I assume they're stomping on everything and pooping.
7: Uh, Vert would like to try and make an animal handle check. Um, am I able to apply the bardic inspiration
2: to that? Yes, you are. Okay. Do you have animal handling? Is that why you're using it so much right now?
7: Uh, well, no. Actually, it's because I'm on the back of an invisible animal. Um, it just seemed like the thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna see if I can get it to at sort of, of that and th-
2: make an arcana check for no reason. go
7: after um targets of opportunity basically,
2: so yeah, go ahead and roll it uh okay, so
7: that's that's a twenty uh all said and done,
3: oh man, you with your bardic inspiration taking another look at it, you realize these things have a sort of cattle like mentality, and you find a way to calm it uh. Uh, you know what, Vert? What what would you say to a giant lizard to calm it down?
7: Oh, uh, Vert! Vert's not trying so much to calm it. He's just trying to get it to to like go after, like go in in different directions. More like uh, riding it.
2: R- he's it. trying to point the chaos instead of just riding the chaos. Yes, and he's he's
7: more trying to push uh, or, or tug on scales and get it to go in one direction or the other in um, sort of a, a, a bareback horse situation, except the horse is 50 feet tall and uh, crushing people to death.
3: It, yeah, that's accurate. Uh, you get it to go in the direction that you desire.
7: Yeah, and so I guess I'm just riding after the closest uh, super, super?
3: Okay, uh, the, the over-supers. Oh, dear. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. You crush an over-super <laughs> for... Ooh, not a high roll. Just 18 damage. Oh. And then the uh, the thing's tail swings out, and uh, it's going to miss. It's going to miss the next super. Okay. But yeah, it collides with an over-super, uh, dealing 18 damage. Uh, and I think with that, we could re-enter the initiative order. But before we do that, I uh, Twilight, looking looking behind you as this wild animal that you are on is bucking and stomping. You see the area that you came in on, and you see Milo's dead body with his crow sitting there on his shoulder, sort of like pecking at his eye, because that's what birds do when they see a dead body. They just are unrelenting desecrators.
0: That's just fair, yeah.
3: Milo's got that that massive X-shaped wound that Locke put on him. You see, Milo just stand up, brush himself off, and he takes a look at the at the battlefield, the chaos that's unfolding, and he goes over to a wall and he kind of uh, like clings to it like he's being sneaky, and he turns invisible. Guys. Alright, and that's what I've got for you guys. What do you think?
7: It was a lot of fun. I hope the kids liked it and uh... Oh, oh, I gotta go guys.
3: Okay, just uh, keep us updated.
0: You think it's Riley?
3: Yeah. I hope they're okay.
7: Hey, uh, how are you feeling? Uh.
4: Like I've been beaten over the head continuously by a deranged psychopath. Cheery. Yeah. How long was
5: I, um... You know... Her.
7: Mm, About a month.
5: Struck and... (sighs) Shit.
7: Hey, hey. It's okay. I was brainwashed too. It's not the same. What?
5: When I'm her, it's like I'm watching someone else... Use my body, my words, everything I am is pushed to the side, and all that's left is that bitch. I I don't just black out. Lose control. Everything. And it's like I'm screaming and screaming to be set free, but it doesn't happen. It's just me. I'm there.
7: Oh, I'm sorry that that really sucks
5: it does
2: but uh
4: thanks for not trying to fix it I'm gonna go lay down again I feel another migraine coming on
7: oh yeah sure um, Charlie could you take them to the room not the cell their actual room
6: confirmed
4: Riley Follow. Uh, Okay. Charlie, uh,
5: lead. I wish I could help. Report. Gross. Don't talk to me like that. I'm not one of your soldiers.
1: Report.
5: Fine, fine. Yes, I may have knowledge on the whereabouts of your... encroachers. And? And what? I've got information. What do you have to offer?
1: I will not destroy you where you sit in Farmer's Market if you tell me-
5: not good enough. You can threaten us with death, but we've been dealing with that since we've been unplugged. We're not afraid of dying.
1: Then perhaps I can torture you if you prefer to-
5: Nothing. I'll
1: call again when you're ready to negotiate. Hmm. How bold. I think I like this one. Consumers, I'm going to take page out of Robin's book and offer you new community event. This one will be different from previous community events because you will not be knowing when it is until day of. During event, you will have opportunity to bring great glory to Nadzmodel Sheik and Potoblat Corporation. All event participants will be guaranteed free one month membership in true reality plus new character skins featuring new Duraki police department uniforms. Stay tuned and keep living your truth because Nadzmodel Sheik orders it.
0: Hey everyone, Mark again. Thank you so much for tuning in to that episode of Tabletop for the End of the World. I really hope you all enjoyed it. I know we enjoyed making it. And uh, happy November! We are so close to the end of the year, and so that means it's time for a huge announcement, one that I am personally extremely excited for. We have a January live show coming. That is correct. On January 3rd, we are doing a holiday live show, celebrating all things good and fuzzy wuzzy and all that good stuff, and it is sure to be a wonderful time. It will be on Zoom, so once again, January 3rd, it will be called the Tfue Coupie Live Show at 1.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, when doors open, you can all hang out with the cast, until 4.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Really excited, and hope to see you all there. Following up on that, I would just like to take a moment to thank every single person who participated in our Inktober this year. We're really excited. We've been seeing all of your entries, and they've been splendiferous and wonderful, and we're very pleased uh, with just how talented each and every one of you are. So thank you so much for just dedicating your time and energy into showing us some of your great pieces of art. And it doesn't have to be limited to Inktober. We know there's a fancy prize, but we always love seeing your fan art, so please just keep making it and spreading the word. Finally, we have new merchandise in the merch store. That is correct, our winter slash holiday line is now out. Definitely look into ordering this month so that you can get your gifts for your friends and family all in sooner rather than later. We have all kinds of merch. We have a new zip-up hoodie available, a Dim Dungeon Boys zip-up hoodie. We have a fanny pack. We have number one best buddy tees, which is a little joke from our last live show. Uh, we just have all kinds of things, and it's all super duper exciting and wonderful and awesome and slender So definitely check it all out. You can look it all up on our merch store, which is teespring.com stores slash hyphen market. Definitely check it out. And uh, finally, our next episode will be up. Um, This one had an extra week to come out. I'm sure you all noticed that. I just needed a little bit of extra time going into November, but we're coming back to the two-a-week schedule starting today. So the next episode will be out on November 28th. So thank you all so much, and remember... The Overseers are always watching.